Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Widener Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia. Available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target. Where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson-Z has garnered great reviews and Eve Levin endorsed by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and Manelis. So grab your copy today, Four Girls Missing by Mia molson Zia, available on Amazon. Also check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 30 podcast platforms, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music, and more. Take the Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies. Makes great gifts 24-7, 365 for your family, friends, and loved ones. Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash me and Molson Zia. Check out great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles. Also T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies. Phone cases and more, Amazon.com slash me and Molson Zia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the Mike Widener Show.com. You can also buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com at the Mike Widener Show and make sure you do so today. We're here with a terrific lady who is an actress and producer and a native Californian, beginning her career as a professional ice skater and at eight years old, graduated from USC in psychology and also minored in uh, cinema. She also taught school and uh, ice skating. She's also a fit model in the uh, garment industry and fashion consultant. We'll talk about that. She embraces a 3D theory and what that is, we'll find out. Also, she's a host of a brand new YouTube channel. She's also been in a couple of movies and she's got a new book out now which is a little tribute and it's a part of the camp. We'll talk about that. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studio, somewhere in beautiful downtown Los Angeles, the amazingly multi-talented actress, producer, and author of a brand new book where you can write a book. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing uh, lady from Campy Lane, Elaine Ballance. Elaine, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining hello, us. Hello, hello. Wait, my, my thing that says meeting is recorded by host or a participant is still up. How do I get rid of that? Uh, you know something? I think you have to talk to the Zoom gods on this one. But of course, you know, this this is uh, okay. And uh, no one's going to be, um, you know, listening in. Will Smith's not going to come over or nor the bad guy. So we are okay. How do we Jones. move it? <laughs> ah, very carefully. So, so, ah, wait, I got it. Oh, yay. I like that. And you didn't have to uh, go to the YouTube channel try to figure that out. Well, speaking of YouTube channel, you also got your uh, new YouTube channel. We'll talk about Campbell Lane. You're an actor, producer, and a native Californian. Began your pro career as a professional ice skater at eight years old. Graduated from USC in psychology, a minor in cinema. You also taught school in, in ice skating. You're a fit model in the uh, garment and fashion industry. Also being a consultant as well. And you also embrace the 3D theory. We'll talk about what that is. You've also been in um, 
couple of movies with the rich and the ruthless, the misadventures of Campy Lane. You also got a YouTube channel. You also have another movie called Love Without Hairs and a brand new book, which is a how to write a book. We'll talk about that. And before we get started, um, Elaine, just um, tell us how you first got started. Um, well, actually, the skating started. I had an older sister who is very badly knock kneed, and the doctor said, Why don't you try ice skating? And um, my parents thought, Okay, because they didn't, I mean, my sister was young and they didn't want, you know, surgeries and stuff like that. So we tried ice skating. And I was just a little baby and I kept saying, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> and I think it probably in the long run would have been so much cheaper had they just, you know, done the surgery and I never went to the ring, you know, but huh. um, so I got, uh, I got there because of my sister and I continued and she moved on to other things. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I am so grateful to skating. I must say uh, it's changed a lot. I've seen a lot of changes in the sport. And when I was eight and turned professional, you couldn't earn any money, you know, really? as an amateur athlete. It didn't matter what it was in, whether it was skating or something else, you couldn't do it. So um, I, my father said, well, let her go pro, you know, and um, I just love shows. I've always loved shows. I think from the time my parents have told me from the time I was three or four years old, whenever there was a family dinner, there was a variety show afterwards and I always produced it. Oh <laughs> my goodness. As I got goodness, older, yeah. I had costumes and props and I would never throw anything out. People say, oh my God, you, you're such a hoarder. And it's like, no, I'm a collector. This is really a prop shop. Huh. And so um, almost any prop or something funny or cute or different or fun, um, I can I can provide. And so I've used it a lot through, you know, through my campy lanes. And that's evolved over many, many years. And it actually started, do you recall um, public access? I remember public access and it was highlighted by Wayne's world as well too, who are the king of public access, wherever they were at. I remember that so well. Okay. Well, I was the queen of public access Woo! and they had what they did in those days, which was really fun is there were a lot of different stations. It's kind of like everything now, like three people own everything, you know, mm -hmm. but then there were different segments of um, there would be, one, like, for example, I think it was called Century Cable at the time, which is now everything is Spectrum. They bought up all the, you know, the cable companies. But there was one that was on the west side. And then there was one that was in Los Angeles. Then there was um, another one in the East Valley, not Century, but a different cable in the East Valley. Then there was another one in the West Valley. And so you could kind of like leapfrog your shows. So you had a lot of different um, areas and locations and shows that were on in all different locations wow. all the time. Oh my so gosh, I figured wow. out how to work it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I started out actually producing someone else's show and um, he just got tired of doing it and 
couldn't do it. And so the time was there and someone said, well, why don't you do it? And I was very much into sports and it's, it's all a matter of timing, but I always wanted to be Phyllis George, you know? Interesting. Who, I, I think, yeah. I think it would have made a great Phyllis George as well too. And um, what was it one precise moment that simply influenced you into what you're doing for the rest of your career, not just ice skating, but um, you know, just simply uh, what you're doing overall. Well, I think everything kind of evolves. Um, you reach a point in skating when you know you really can't do it anymore. And um, it's like your mind knows what your body can no longer do. And we have a little girl here who is so obstinate and she wants to be on camera. Oh, and her name is Mika. Hi, Mika. Say hi, Mika. Hello, Mika. Hi. Are you trying to be a nice skater or or be part of Camp Lane? Are you trying to be like that? Come on, confess, she is doggy. She's just trying to hog the show. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, um, so getting back to um to Campy Lane. So they said, well, we've got a live show. Do you want to do it? And I went, sure, I'll do it. You know, and I was <laughs> so into sports. I mean, I guess truthfully, I wanted to be a running back my whole life. Oh, and really? I even went to USC because they were known for running backs. And I kept thinking they would discover my talent, you know, uh -huh. that they would know I could run. And now I couldn't do it. But, you know, back then it would, would have been fun. And I just loved, to me, football was like a representation of life. Sometimes you run, sometimes you kick, sometimes you pass, sometimes you punt, sometimes you're intercepted, sometimes, you know, um, you fumble. So everything is, it's a part of life. And I just loved football. Um, when I went to school, uh, I went to Hollywood Professional School, and that was just a basic four hours of academics and then you could go on to do whatever and I learned about it through skating because many skaters went there but many celebrities went there wow as a matter of fact the school was started for Judy Garland and uh, Mickey Rooney really? and um, as opposed to because they didn't always have you know um, lots with schools on them and so um it was basically started way back then, I think in the 30s. And um, then it evolved and the school closed in 1985. Mm. And, but we had the cow sales, we had Beach Boys, we had Brenda Lee, we had um, the mouse, many of the Mouseketeers went there. Um, the Sun Race, uh, just Marta Kristen, Patty McCormick, um, everybody wink martindale's wife went there sandy martindale and she also was dated elvis for years the girlfriend of elvis oh that's interesting and i always wanted to be her growing up too <laughs> i always wanted to be you and so every time we meet somewhere you know or at an event Sandy, either Sandy says at first or I say at first, I go, I always wanted to be her. Or Sandy will say, she always wanted to be me, you know? And because I thought she was just perfect. I mean, she was beautiful. She was talented. Her father owned a, a very famous club in Los Angeles in Hollywood. And like at 16, I think she was running the club, you know, and running the businesses. And so, I mean, she was involved in show business from i guess day one and oh my goodness um, so growing up we grew up with 
you know, a lot Melody Patterson went there, um, Butch Patrick, um, just so many people. And I skated, then um, we moved from one rink to another rink and went to a bigger ice surface, which was the Polar Palace, which was in Hollywood, across the street from um, Paramount Studios. Mm, interesting. And um, now it's another studio, and I always forget the name. Um, it's not Melrose Studios, but it's on Melrose across the street. And everybody used to come there as well, you know, because it was a very famous rink, and you can find information about it on YouTube and um, on the internet. And so anyway... Then the ring burned down and everyone kind of scattered, but um, so you just went from rink to rink, you know, different rinks until people felt comfortable or you were able to drive or do whatever. There weren't that many rinks, but now there's still a lot of rinks in Southern California, but in different locations. Wow, that is so, something. And uh, who are some of your favorite uh, professional ice skaters? Uh? growing up well it's funny people ask me and it's the ones that people may or may not know about like to me the greatest skater was ronnie robertson and he was the fastest spinner and my spins were really good and i was in the guinness um book of sports records and for spins and they were gonna either choose him or me um, for the book and they wanted I think to go with a girl so um, I got chosen to do it and Ronnie though was phenomenal he was a great jumper he was a great spinner he was a great showman I mean he was probably the greatest skater I ever saw and then the modern day ones I mean I love John Curry Robin Cousins um, Tim Wood uh, just you know, so many were so good. I mean, the girls, of course, everyone looks at Peggy, but Janet Lynn was brilliant. Dorothy Hamill. Dorothy um, Hamill, I remember her. Yeah. And then you had uh, Mary Lou Wrighton, who was like um, the, the queen of it back in the 80s. And I think you had the- In gymnastics. Yeah. Oh, that was it. I'm sorry. I'm thinking yeah. the other one. Oh my gosh. Oh. They, Boy, well, you that? had Peggy and then Janet and then Dorothy. And then later on, Michelle Kwan. That's and, what I was thinking of, Michelle oh, Kwan. Okay. Yeah. And I never met her. I saw her. Uh, she was skating at the Toyota Center before she moved up to the mountain there and then then built her own rink. And I don't even know if she still skates or not. I'm not sure. But um, it's, you know, it, the evolution of skating and I think the old timers really miss the beauty and not just the um the art form really and most of them all did figures so their edges were phenomenal and I said to somebody I said well if you really want to see beautiful skating watch the Japanese because oh yes you yes. know they are phenomenal and someone said well that's because they're still doing figures so they have beautiful edges in and out of their jumps the speed the rotation is phenomenal and everything is just it's just really really wonderful but skating is so political like we were talking earlier everything is political you know oh, everything is so political 
And, and of course, you always favor one person over the other, give the medal to this or that or tie to this and everything. And the Olympics is like, oh, my God. Oh, the Olympics were a nightmare yes. this year. And I, I mean, similar to what goes on, it seems like in everything, but in sport, they let her skate because they said she was only 15 or 15 and a half. And she, you know, didn't know better. Well, I mean, you know, she also had three other substances of hormone inhibitors. Yes, in her. I, that, that was the thing I was going to mention about the, um, the, the, uh, the, was a, the pads or performance enhancing drugs. That was also controversy. And also another one was the quality of the ice. And then, um, I guess they went to Chinese officials and they got very defensive about it. Normally it's like, if the if people complain about the United States ice, like, okay, we'll fix it. But the Chinese got really defensive. And what I've noticed too, that over the years when it comes to China, and I'm going to come out and say this, is that the Chinese ice was similar to uh, the stadium that built uh, when they had the Olympics. It was like a beautiful stadium. And five years later, it started falling apart and rusting like crazy. And Chinese ice, I, I thought it, it would just melt in a day or less than a day. Yeah, I don't know, but it's kind of the first thing that you always complain about. It's like the ice's fault, you know, and then it's the equipment's fault. And then, you know, it's never, it's your fault last, you know. Right. And, and, and of course, it never really is important. And oftentimes the problem with ice is that hockey ice is a lot harder and thinner than figure skating ice. And so with hockey ice, there are lots of ruts very quickly because of their blades. And the yeah, they, they skate, they stop and yeah. everything like that. And whereas in um, figure skating, you want it to be a little bit softer. So when you're landing, there's a little more give and it's not as brittle and you're not breaking the ice as badly. Mm. That, that, that makes perfect sense. When you fall trying to do a triple axle, you fall on your rear end and everything. And the next thing you know, they'll be blaming the Zamboni driver and suing the Zamboni driver and the company itself and the blame manufacturer. What are you going to do next? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, everything has become so politicized that it's really kind of tragic. It's like, even with comics, I understand, you know, they have to be so careful now because it's not politically correct to say this or do that or anything. And I mean, Mel Brooks, I love him so much. And he says, you know, political correctness ruined comedy. Yes, that's right. And I, and I post that on my Facebook page a few times and um, I've gotten no resistance from that. And everyone agreed for once that yes, political correctness is killing comedy. Mel Brooks really hit on the head. And so um, speaking of him, and then we can go to a segue to my books. Um, here is Mel Brooks's book. And I did four movies with him and he's absolutely my favorite person in the whole wide world. But it's called um, Mel Brooks, All About Me. Oh my gosh, I've been wanting to read that book. It. Oh, it's really good. I read the second half first because I was familiar with the movies and I wanted to see what they wrote about. And um, here is my book, which is How to Write a Book, Campy Lane Style with Oreo. And Oreo was the love of my life, my soulmate and everything. And unfortunately he passed um, in August. And I would, when I got 
Mel's book, I said, well, I'm going to I'm going to send him a copy of my book autograph and let me show you the difference in books. Okay. <laughs> All right. And so with his book, you know, he had a wonderful <laughs> career. Oh yeah. Use my book sports. is a little more limited. However, yes, <laughs> I remember however, that. My book was uh, really an inspiration. At first, it started out as everybody really does need a cheerleader in life. You know, you really kind of need that positive reinforcement and support. And then came the pandemic. Okay, mm -hmm. then came the civil unrest, and it was like they're rewriting history. I mean, no matter what you thought, they were rewriting history of uh -huh. what was. So I decided to turn it into a book for you to write your history the way you want it told in your handwriting and nobody can change it. So you're leaving your legacy for your family, your friends, for the world to see. And um, I'm just there cheering you on. You know, we're almost there. We've got it. You know, you can do it. And I am your personal cheerleader along the way. And that's certainly amazing. We'll talk more about the book along with your uh, other movies in just one minute. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking a budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention Mike Widener's show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia molson -Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia molson -Zia. Available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is an illusion and those you love will be the first call missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia molson has garnered great reviews and evil love and enjoys by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and many others. So grab your copy today of Four Girls Missing by Mia molson -Zia. Available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com. Over 30 podcast platforms. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram and Twitter today. For great gift ideas, go to amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to amazon.com slash me and Molson Zia for missing once in wrinkles and cool merchandise, t-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, and more. Amazon.com slash me and Molson Zia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM. PayPal, themikewidenershow.com. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com with The Mike Widener Show. Make sure you do so today. We're here with the amazing, multi-talented actress, producer, and author of the book, uh, How to Write a Book, Camp Elaine Style here on The Mike Widener Show. And, um, you, you know, just maybe a bit more. And uh, once again, just, you know, what actually inspired you in the first place to write a book, Camp Elaine Style? Well, I am just so impressed that you can say all those words so quickly. Now, there'll be a quiz after this. I'm going to hold you to it. Mel, you're taking the quiz and your dog's got to take the quiz Mel will too. pass the quiz. Trust <laughs> me. I'm not so sure I will, but he will. He'll, he'll but, probably um, cheat. <laughs> oh, well, you know, that, who cares? That, you know, at this point, who cares? And 
but I do have a question on the Broncos. Is that the Denver Broncos or do you have Broncos in North Dakota? We actually have uh, it's actually a Denver Broncos mug. And I'll give you a, a side story on that one. We'll talk about Campolina. Maybe you can help me write a book on this one was that I actually got this mug. We're on vacation in South Dakota, took the family down. And I was like in a little rut as well, too. We need to get out. We need to do something. And I need to fresh up my act. So while we're in South Dakota, we went to Mount Rushmore, Devil's Tower in uh, Wyoming, home of um, Willie Shaw, Close Encounters of Third Kind, Crazy Horse. And by the way, that was my favorite. And um, also they have the bear country. They have the live zoo animals roaming around. Of course, you kept the windows down. You didn't feed the animals. Lions, tigers, and bears were just live. And right by windows, want to say hi to you there. Yeah, friendly, though, if you don't tick them off. And then you also went to uh, Deadwood, Lead, Sturgis, and check out the history over there during the gold rush. And then you also had um, Hill City, where you had all kinds of uh, Black Hills jewelry. And my wife bought some. My kids bought some trinkets over there. And then I found a little department store, and I got this mug for 15 bucks because I needed a coffee mug. And I'm a, I'm a Packer fan, by the way, which they're all sacred. I don't put anything in it. And I got for 15 bucks and I found out later that the Broncos had a really bad year. So I keep this in front of me as an, as honage to a starting the Mike Wagner show. And um, that's how I got started. So this reminded me of um, how far it's come as well too. So I'm glad you asked me about that. <laughs> well, I love Aaron Rodgers and I love his spirit. And I think, you know, that he's a great quarterback. Uh, Russell Wilson is going to the Broncos. So they should have a good you know, a good year. And Patrick Mahomes, I hope he settles down. Um, he had a great year and then he had a baby and that seemed to really distract him. Now he's married. So maybe now that he's married with his baby, he'll be able to focus back on, you know, football. And, and, and hopefully a smarter quarterback as well, too, because he was uh, running all over the place at 90 miles an hour throwing 500 yards at 90 miles an hour and smashing records. And then when the Chiefs started losing because the defense wasn't doing its job, he had to slow down. He started playing smarter football. So I think he'll be like um, a Russell Wilson, just playing smarter football down the road, but much and much earlier pace. And if he slows down, he'll be a much uh, more effective quarterback with all the quarterback shuffling going on. I think this would be a very, very interesting year in the NFL, especially. Well, and Brady's coming back. Mm -hmm. They used to say that about um, Joe Montana. They never thought he would retire, but I honestly do not think Brady will ever retire. He will retire. I think the NFL will shut down before Brady retires. Well, I'll tell you one thing for sure. If Brady wins another Super Bowl, then he'll retire. He said that as goal the whole time. And of course, he also got Carson Wentz, who, um, went to school at North Dakota State and uh, went to school in Bismarck, North Dakota. He's with his third football team in like, um, what, three, five years with the Washington Commanders. And, um, you know, hopefully he'll do something and solve their quarterback situation. His time in Indy was okay, but then bombed in the end. So, I mean, you got that going on. And then you've got a saga with their Arizona quarterback, um, Kyler Murray, who doesn't know where he's going to go. And you got the Rams. Is Stafford going to stay? Is he going to go or whatever? And I mean, it's all up in the air right now, to be honest with you. But And Jimmy G, too, in San Francisco. That's right, yeah. And, in fact, you get him to write a book, uh, Camp Elaine Style. How to write a book? You can put whatever, Camp whatever, Carson Wentz or Joe Montana. Right by all that. But you got Oreo in there. And, uh, once again, 
just tell us about Oreo. And uh, yeah, everybody needs a cheerleader, even um, quarterbacks, you and me and all that. It's like you can encourage everybody. Especially quarterbacks because they never know what's going to happen. And then here's the backside. And that kind of indicates how close we were, you know, and he was just really the love of my life. And Mel loved him, too. And there's another picture of him. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing as well, too. And um, yeah, he was just, he was just, it was one of those things. Everybody, he was originally my neighbor's dog, and he came over. The little girl brought him over to show my mom. And um, he saw me, he jumped into my arms, and it was just love at first sight. I mean, wow. you've never, <clears throat> ever experienced anything like it. And so, he kind of kept coming over to see me and visit me and I would take him for walks and everything. And he would run away from home and I was just heartbroken and we found him and everything. And the people said, we're going to sell him." And I go, no, you're not just, oh. you hold on. Let me go get my checkbook. I will write you a check for whatever. And he and I were together until the day he died. And wow. I mean, he died in my arms and it was really sad because, um, he had lymphoma and there's no cure. Mm -hmm. and, and, then and, you, and then you also have the book like a Campolane style. How's that different from the other styles as well too? Everyone wonder, what is the Campolane style? It's do what you can to make yourself happy with somebody encouraging you. You know, it's like, there's no judgment. You write your story the way you want it told. And um, that's the whole idea of the book because you can't always believe, no offense to the media, but you can't always believe what they're telling you. And they keep rewriting history and government approves it. Mm -hmm. So I want people to write their own experience, what they went through maybe with the pandemic, what they went through um, you know, with all that's going on. And now we're in a war and you know, it's like, what are you experiencing? And each one of us is going to experience it differently. Mm -hmm. And, and that was a, the whole idea. And that's a really good point as well, too. And it didn't stop there with the book. You also been in movies, too, like The Rich and the Ruthless, Misadventures of Campy Lane, and um, Love Without Harris. You got a YouTube channel out there as well, too. And I was going to ask you as well, too. It's like, you know, you, you went from professional skating over to acting and uh, maybe just tell us about uh, a bit about the transaction. Was it a smooth one, a rough one, or, you know, well, transition like, you know. Well, to tell you the know. truth, um, how I got to be a professional was um, I was doing shows, but I was also doing commercials. Oh, wow. And at the time that I was doing commercials, you couldn't do anything um, to make money if you were a skater. And it didn't matter whether they were skating commercials or not. Mine, a couple of them weren't, but most of them were. And so um, that was really a great experience. And I have taken the discipline from skating into everything else. I did it with school. I did it with acting. I did it with everything. So I was acting when I was younger. And then when I got older, I really, really wanted to do it. And I enjoyed production too, because my minor was cinema, because mm. I wanted to learn how everything is done. Oh, wow. And um, so I liked that. And then I love psychology because I always try to figure everything out. <laughs> and um, so that was really fun. And I um, 
so I, I did a combination of everything. Plus what I did was um, I was also with urban studies. Mm. So I had an idea of what was going on in urban communities. So I have a plethora of knowledge that most people don't care about. Wow. <laughs> and experiences. So um, I think acting was always my joy. And my parents told me from the time I was three or four years old, whenever we would have like a family dinner or something like that, I'd always put on a show afterwards. It's like, okay, we're doing a, a, a variety show, whatever you want to do, you know. And we got the TV and the movies around. and uh, the heck with Ed Sullivan show. Here's Elaine. Exactly. So I always, I just knew from the time, I guess I was at least five. I think that's when you really remember four or five. And I just knew that I had to be an entertainer. Oh so my gosh. And, and I just knew. And you're an amazing one too. And uh, who are some of your favorite actors and um, and, and well, singers? Well, of course, Mel Brooks. You know, he's my favorite. Oh, and I meant I meant to say the yellow ones. I forgot. <laughs> well, you know, I think as a child during summer vacation, before I'd go to the rink, I'd always watch TV. So, I mean, of course, Lucy. And um, then, of course, as I got older, uh, Mary Tyler Moore and. You know, they're just Sally Field, um, just so many. And they were so talented, but I loved the old, like I loved Mae West and, you know, people like that, that are more eccentric and out there. Mm -hmm. And so I always love that kind of comedy. And modern day, I guess I would have to say Martin Short. Oh, I love Martin Short. Yeah. And I think he was in... Um... I was trying to think of you know, one movie, Cross My Heart, The Three Amigos, and I think he was in um, a couple others. He was one of the, he, he was one of the principal players in uh, what was it, uh, Second City TV, and he was just amazing. He is to me one of the most talented people out there right now. You know, I just love watching Martin Short, and he's always going to bring something different and fun, and you know kind of campy I would love to work with him he um played Gene Wilder's part in the live show of the producers in Los Angeles wow amazing and so um he was brilliant there were moments where you actually saw Gene you know and you go wait is that Gene <laughs> you know <laughs> so um that was that was really he was I just love him I think he's so talented and so much fun and i did a movie with bill Hader, um the bucket list mm -hmm. and um no the to-do list that's it it was called the to-do list and bill Hader was so much fun and it was so funny because i didn't realize that his ex-wife and he they were married at the time that she was directing it and she was wow. just like this beautiful woman you know and you would think wow i mean bill Hader is like a character actor, you mm -hmm. know, and she's this gorgeous woman. And it was so funny. And when he came on the set and I go, hmm, there are a couple. And I just, first glance, automatic response. I went, oh, Stefan, you know, like how we used to do on, <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. But it was just automatic. It was like, oh, Stefan, you know, and it was so funny. And he was just, the nicest guy in the world, you know, and I just so enjoyed, we didn't have any scenes together, but he was there the night that I was working and he, 
he, I said, you know, I just love you. You're just so funny. I go, I guess I better be good tonight. Cause you're here, you know, pressure's <laughs> on. and, um, he, and afterwards he came over to me and he goes, Oh, he goes, I so enjoy you. You're so funny. And it was like, Oh, thank you. That's really great. <laughs> and I would love to see him again. I haven't seen him, you know, since the movie and, um, the rich and the ruthless, it did start off as a movie. And then, Victoria Rowell, who was on um, The Young and the Restless, and now she's on Good Sam, she um, broke it up into a series. So it was a soap opera, a behind the scenes kind of soap opera, and um, it's now on BET Plus, so you can see all four seasons. Nice. I was really pressuring her for season five, but now that she's on a new series and she's directing a lot, she's becoming a well-known director. Wow. So I think she may just be happy with the four. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I would be too. And of course, you also have been another project too, like with Mel Brooks, um, you know, well, one of my favorites, your favorites. Yes, Spaceballs. Um, you've been stinks. in Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Of Dracula course, um, Robin Hood um, and Tights. The World. Let's see, what else? Um, Blazing Saddles, our all-time favorite. And of course, you got young Frankenstein. I love that line. It's like, yes, we got Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah. <laughs> well, it was so funny because um, I was just a kid and I met Mel and I'm like reciting every line from, you know, um, uh, Blazing Saddles. And he just sort of stopped and stared and said, how did you get in? I go, how did I get in? I've, I've seen it five times already, you know? <laughs> and so, um, and then he was making Young Frankenstein at the time. And so I got to go to some of the screenings before it came out and went to the premiere and everything. And it was just, I mean, it was so amazing. And so by the time he got to Spaceballs, I said, okay, that's it. Either you put me in the movie or I'm just going to show up every day, you know, <laughs> <have> your choice. <laughs> I am in it. So um, in space falls, I was the first space captain and the most exciting thing about it, because I didn't really have any pictures or anything. And I was on IMDb looking through Mel's pictures, you know, <laughs> and I went, oh my God, there I am, you know? So I just felt so honored that I was even on Mel Brooks's IMDb page, you know? I how do you like that? My favorite one was like, uh, here, give me, give me Mr. Coffee. And then we go to Mr. Radar. And then another one where it was like, um, uh Oh, the radars better jam the radar and throw some strawberry jam right at it. And it's like jamming the radar. You get it. And then I, I love the part about um, where, where they're trying to comb the desert. Comb the desert. Oh, that everybody remembers that uh, the same as, you know, in saddles, it was, may I present to you this Laurel and hearty handshake <laughs> when they you know gave the wreath and the hearty you know uh oh, the hearty and, handshake you know, yes oh my gosh and, and, and when it, they were doing the pie in the face you know uh what was it uh for mongo um what did oh, they call it telegram telegram, telegram for yes. mongo telegram for mongo you know wow. so it was, <laughs> i mean everything is so brilliant and one thing that was so fun was i believe it was afi when they or, or no turner classic i think it is who um has their like event every year where they have they bring people 
and um, I got to actually see Blazing Saddles in the theater that they showed where Jean's coming in at the end, you know, to wow. watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it was at, it used to be called Groman's, but now I think it's called something else. But um, Mel was in the theater that night. He stayed to watch it because he, he loves to um, hear the audience response. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, being in the theater with Mel Brooks while they're screening um, Blazing Saddles was like a highlight. And I think it was a highlight for everyone. It was so amazing. Oh my gosh, that is so amazing too. Now, you also had uh, Love Without Hairs and I'm trying to remember, do, do we talk about that one or some? Love Without Hairs yes. was, um, it was uh, written by Raphael Bunuel from the famed director of Louis Bunuel. And um, it was just a two person show and it was basically it started off as a play i didn't do the play but it the play was i think 10 or 15 years prior to us doing the movie and then i did the movie and i play um a low class prostitute and um a john comes to see me and i know that i'm going to be thrown out of my building and they're going to tear the building down and i have nowhere to go and I don't want him to go. And it's like, you know, the games that we play to keep each other's attention. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so that was 90, I think it ended up being 97 minutes, just a two person and a lot of dialogue. <laughs> oh my God. So that was, that was a lot of dialogue. And then I did another movie called um, Free Lunch Express. And it was about Bernie Sanders. And I got to play Mrs. Sanders. <laughs> Mary Sanders. So that was that was really fun. I was really hoping Bernie would go to the White House and we would have a premiere at the White House, you know, mm-hmm. but that didn't and, and of course he'll come riding a bicycle too. You never know, but <laughs> you never know. But I mean, I thought that would have been great. And so that was um, it was like all kind of they were all shot actually um free lunch express was shot and finished the day before they shut everything down for COVID. Oh, wow. Okay. All so right. then everything came out the same time that, and I did another show prior to that the year before, the summer before, um, I dared my best friend to ruin my life. <laughs> and that was from a book. And it was one of the highest rated YouTube series ever. So I was the comic relief, you know, it was about two young kids, you know, that are very internet savvy, Mm -hmm. but they were getting out of high school and what they were going to do between high school and college. And um, so that one was fun too. And then I went back to, we started off talking about Campy Lane and all the different evolutions of Campy Lane. And then I just decided with everything that was going on, it's like the misadventures because everything was a misadventure, you know, and it kind of is somewhat of a person life kind of imitating art, mm-hmm. but it's real, you know, and you just take it to the next level, maybe, you know, but with me, it's always at the next level. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but 
right now there's like some real interest in it. So I'm really excited about that, that somebody really got it and they go, oh, you remind me of a cross between a modern day Lucy and Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I said, I've been told both. And then somebody said, you kind of remind me of Mae West. And oh, she's my hero. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. I yes. loved her. And, and that's your uh, brand new YouTube channel? Well, no, um, that one we're negotiating. Oh, are we? Okay. <laughs> so yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's not, that one's not out yet. But um, we, what I did was the misadventures I shot and I was hoping to get it on you know, maybe like, I think they had Quibi at the time and they were doing 10 minute shorts and I was hoping to get it on there. And Bless you. excuse me, <laughs> see that's those the truth. Those ones are... <laughs> uh, yes. And so um, I was hoping to get it on there. And then, um, then with the pandemic and everything and people weren't taking meetings and, you know, I, I don't like, and it's sort of the same thing with um, auditions, because now you do all these selfie auditions. You have no idea. You have no idea what they want, what they're looking for. There's no feedback. There's no energy to bounce off of. And you're just literally shooting in the dark. You know, I think that's what I'll do for my next video. Oh. I just won't have any light. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, that's a really good idea as well, too. And of course, you also embrace the 3D theory and more. We'll talk about that. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at soundcloudstudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson Zia Missing, available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. We'll be back with the multi talented actress and producer Elaine Balance after this time out. We're back with actress and producer Elaine Balance of um, The Misadventures of Campolini, Rich and Ruthless, and also the new book, uh, How to Write a Book, Campolini Style, The Mike Widener Show. And um, you seem to embrace the 3D theory. And, of course, this has really gotten in life. And, la and ladies and gentlemen, listen up. This is important. Tell us the 3D theory. Well, I was going to ask you that. No. <laughs> well, it's like basically what it is is um, to me – it's a matter of like never giving up. Mm -hmm. And so what you're doing is you're disciplined, you know, um, so you're constantly in shape. You keep, whether it's your mind, your body, both, but you're constantly in shape and that you're very disciplined about the work that you're doing. And you're very determined about what you're going to do. And it's a matter of not being destroyed. Oh, yeah. So that's basically what it is. So in other words, you want to constantly go forward. You want to constantly be in shape, you know, whether it's just a mental shape, a physical shape, whatever. And usually some sort of physical activity is going to keep you mentally active as well. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the whole idea of being disciplined and dedicated and being able to not be destroyed by it. And also there's also a desire as well too, which is uh, also important. So, and the desire, but I kind of have changed that a little bit to a P and I think you have to have the passion. Oh yes. That's so important. So be like, I uh, think passion is a better word P, because yes. um, you can have a desire to do something, but if you have the passion to do it, then it kind of, totally takes over your whole life and you have to do it. 
Mm. Without passion, there is nothing, I believe. That is truly correct. And we'll certainly embrace it. We're here with uh, Elaine Balance of... Um, Camp balance, Elena. no end. Balance, yeah. I, <laughs> well, no I got to stay balanced in the microwave. Elaine, just a few more minutes here. I mean, you've been amazing. I love what you have and everything. Uh, what else can you expect from me in 2022 and beyond, Elaine? Well, <laughs> I've learned that you just kind of have to accept every day as it comes because I don't think anybody could have written what has happened to all of us since 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think any of us, 2020 started off for the first two and a half months, just great, you know, and I had so many things going and was really looking forward to a lot of it. And then poof, you know, the COVID hit. And I was very fortunate though. Um, actually, Oreo and I did some music videos nice. and um, that we were in and I did you know, I was able to work a little bit because I think by at that point, people were too afraid to work. And it was like, oh, eh, yeah. you know, um, I'll take my chances. <laughs> and so that was OK. And then 2021, by 2021, everybody was like, what do we do? We can't stay locked up much longer. And then there was all the confusion. One minute you're free, one minute you're locked up. You're this, you're that, you're the other thing. And 2022, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. But I do hope that uh, the misadventures of Campy Lane really does get picked up. It's looking good. So um, I'm really excited about it. And I've already like written out the first five shows. And so um, if it does get picked up, then the next five shows will follow. You know, I know they used to do what, 32 shows for a season. And now mm -hmm. if you can get five or six in for one season, you're lucky. <laughs> right, exactly. Because you never know when the next pandemic will hit or it's like, you know, World War Three or anything like that or another slap in the face or something. You never know. So and of course, just a few more <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's for another subject. Maybe Mel Brooks can write about that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it was Venus and and Serena, so you know that was just the forehand. Are we going to get the backhand? <laughs> well, that'll be discussed in another time. In the meantime, who do you consider Absolutely. biggest influence in your career? Pardon? Who do you consider your biggest influence in your career? Mel Brooks. Without a doubt. I mean, there isn't anything this man can't do. He is brilliant. Um, he's the only thing he truly, he's a great musician and can sing. And I can't play an instrument or sing a note. <laughs> but I will tell you one funny joke about that. Mm -hmm. There was an audition um, a couple weeks ago and it said the world's worst singer and the world's best singer. <laughs> So I was looking and I found out who the casting director was and I called him up. I said, look no further. I am the world's worst singer. No doubt about it. <laughs> so he goes, all right, well, send me your tape and all this stuff. Just uh, apply online or something. And I said, well, could you, he goes, I'll send you the link. And I said, trust me, I, I promise you, you won't have to look any further. I'm it. So I was so excited because I knew nobody could hurt my feelings and tell me I was not the world's worst singer. You know, I mean, if they said something about my acting, my skating or anything else, I 
my feelings might be hurt, but singing, no. And you know what? The worst part is nobody can stop me from singing. I'll sing anyway, you know? And people answer the phone very quickly because they know I'll sing happy birthday on their birthday if they don't answer the phone, you know? <laughs> and that way they can stop me. Okay, okay, you know, we got it. So no, anyway, I guess I'll be I, I guess I'll be expecting a call from you on my birthday, which I'm now not going to tell Now when's your birthday? Oh, it's uh, May 11. I'm going to let that for everybody. And guys, if you want to send me something on uh, my birthday, May 11, feel free to do so. I prefer PayPal. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, so, um, oh, I should say where they can get my book, but I'll finish the singing first. Oh, and, go ahead. Yes, um, yes. All by um, all means. Go ahead. So on the singing one, so I called the um, casting director and I was just like, I can't believe I didn't get this. <laughs> I mean, this is what I should have had. And I said, well, who got it? And he goes, nobody. He goes, they canceled the segment. And no. I was, like, <laughs> I was oh devastated. Gosh. But on how to write a book, and they'll see cute pictures of Oreo in there as well. And um, how to write a book, Campy Lane style, they can reach me at, um, it's a P.O. box. It's Elaine Vallis, B-A-L-L-A-C-E at P.O. box 50082. And that's Studio City, California, 91614. And they can send cash, check, money order. But I don't do all the PayPal stuff because everything gets messed up with me. I am mm. technically challenged. It, so I it, stick to the old fashioned way. It, it sounds like that PO box you gave was more for um, like sending a request Casey Kasem or get on a game show and everything like that. Kind of reminds me of the game show, PO box, wherever it is, Studio City. I thought, hey, maybe I'll put in something in there and say, hey, this is for the game show. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The game is how to write a book. And then I'm trying to get people to write their books and then tell me what their book is about. Oh, that's a good idea. I think I'll start mine tonight. It's ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> and, but I think it's really good because it's for one's legacy, you know, like you'll write your book and your children, your family, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, everybody will have this book to know exactly what, how you felt your life was as opposed to them telling people what your life was. It's all written there for you. And that's a really good point as well too. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? The best advice is um, to thine own self be true. Mm. Very true and, indeed. Yes, very true. And just whatever, it's cathartic, it's inspirational and it's your truth. No one can change your truth. You know, it's like they always say there's his side, her side, and the truth. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's whatever your truth is and how you want to be remembered and how you saw things and how you believed in things, as opposed to people saying, oh, well, he was, or he, you know, and you go, I was nothing like that, you mm -hmm. know, or I didn't think that. Right. So. That, and that's a very good point as well, too. Once again, we're with um, 
actress, producer, author, and the very multi-talented, along with professional ice skater, Elaine Balance here on the Mike Wagner Show. Elaine, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking Mwah! forward to having you again thank soon. Thank you. No problem. And uh, make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. We'd love to have you back. And we've got to have you back. But first of all, tell us about your upcoming projects. What's your website? How do people contact? Where can people um, purchase your book? Check out your movies and everything else. Well, um, the best place really, I think, would be Facebook because by the time I get done with Facebook, Twitter is just a little and Instagram, sometimes I forget about <laughs> if I'm if I'm doing pictures and I do them to Instagram and Facebook. But I think I spend more time on Facebook. I know that I think, you know, I'm at 5,000, but they can follow me and they're welcome to message me if they have any questions or anything like that. So um, that's that's a definite, you know, for there. Definitely go there, Elaine Ballas, B-A-L-L-A-C-E. The same for Instagram and the same for um, Twitter. Okay, we certainly will do so. Once again, Elaine, a very big thank you for your time. You've been totally amazing. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. We'd love to have you back. We wish you all the best, and you've got a great future ahead of you. Thank you. We finally did it.